G'day, Chris Walker here, and I want to talk to you today about the universal laws of nature, wondering and exploring the gifts of life from a different perspective. It all begins with an understanding that there are in nature seven levels, and whether it's to um, a tree or an atom or a molecule or a star system, there are seven layers. Now, Biblically, these are the seven realms or the seven candlesticks reaching out from earth to sun, but they are mimicked or replicated inside the human consciousness. So we go from the Gotu brain, which is the brain stem, all the way up to the corpus callosum, which is the love to part of the brain. Now, in understanding this um, structure, you can, you can see it from a perspective of um, duality. Um, the got-to-have-to mind is the most polarized and it's exactly the same as a computer chip. It only knows on-off. So um, some psychologists refer to this as the fight-flight mechanism and we can move up from the fight-flight mechanism to the should-or-to mechanism which is where we impute community values and these values are either injected into us by um, organized uh, communities such as uh, corporations, um, religions or communities or even family groups where um, there are externally imposed shoulds and autos about how to live our life and that's how we create groups. However, there are intrinsic values which sometimes compete with those external values and that's where a lot of mental health and a lot of anxiety and stress comes from that the intrinsic value of a person and the extrinsic value of their community are in a fight against each other and that individual doesn't know which to abide by the next level up is the need to and we know this is the emotional level or the solar plexus of a human being and most fairly aware people in the world these days live at this level of life the need to level which is the which is as i say the emotional level and um, therefore it's very polarized and it's polarized into this feels good or that feels bad i want this and i don't want that and this leads up to the next level which is the want to level of life and the want to level of life is called the heart the human heart is i do what i want and i get what i want and i have what i want and i'll and I have the power, in a sense, to demand what I want. And that is um, what Maslow called the highest level of human um, self-actualization, is being in a want-to level of life. Now that's a part of the brain, and it's a part of our human uh, being. It feels relatively good. Unfortunately, what is not revealed in classical psychology and classical understandings of well-being for a human and well-being for a person is that these want-to positives which is called positive thinking create in that exact same individual negatives so if I say I want to be happy there is also a breeding of, a, of, a, of its opposite within the individual now you can externalize this balance equation into expressed I express uh, let's say I express peacefulness I repress therefore the opposite of it which is my warfulness and I therefore cause someone else to be angry or warful so what is not understood from a psychological viewpoint 
is the un- is is the concept of a more let's say a, 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 an umbrella philosophy or let's say a, a, a bigger understanding of how human dynamics relationships communities teams um, a dynamics between people even even nations work against the law of the the law of balance and this is a very very important thing when we're trying to live consciously because understanding the law of balance and rising up this pyramid of consciousness allows you to witness things and therefore be detached from them and what it's said in business law is that is that you can't manage anything you can't see the balance in and therefore in a sense it's basically saying that the love to level of this pyramid is what's called the most conscious level you can manage what you're conscious of so if you're in a love to place you see balance in something and therefore you can manage or lead it but if you're not in a love to place if you're in a got to place it's leading you so we are all at different levels of consciousness and our level of consciousness determines what we can manage what we can lead what we can look after what we can have some sense of peace and harmony with and 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 a great example is if we're in a got to a dynamic in a relationship we're not a participant in that relationship what we're doing is being played by that relationship we're being manipulated by it or and we're being seduced by the idea that there's an attraction in some situation without a repulsion or we might be um, buying a product and in, in, in deluded by the fact that there's an infatuation over there without a resentment and worst is the one which is elation which causes depression elation is the high from sugar the high from um, uh, accolade the high from compliments the high from being praised all of that is what causes depression so whereas psychologists are trying to fix up the depression I work to bring people into balance by bringing down their attraction or bringing down their need for elation and that means knocking them off the sugar pedestal knocking them off the um, need for approval pedestal and bringing a person back more into their heart more into a balanced place the next understanding in the laws of nature is the law of interconnectedness now when people go into into um, self growth and try to grow their life they might focus for example on their career and in their career they might start getting some challenges and they'll work very hard at those challenges without recognizing that potentially whatever they're doing in their career might be causing their familial area a family area or their health area to go in the opposite direction to get worse now what nature intended was for this whole circle to expand all the seven areas to expand like a tree root with the growth rings but what happens is people focus on the highest priority what they would call their most attractive or the most demanding area and therefore they get one philosophy fits all and this doesn't work I'll give you a good example in Korea for example one of the things that makes you a great business person is your ability to be critical to, to see opportunity one of the things that will kill a relationship faster than anything else on earth is being critical is seeing opportunity if you go home to your partner and you start telling them how they could improve their life improve their health improve their well-being improve their lovemaking improve everything what you're basically saying is you're not happy for who they are 
Now, what generates great love and affection and romance in a relationship and makes it magnetic is compliments, is is focusing, is understanding that there's duality, understanding that there's uh, good and bad and, and positive and negative in your partner, but focusing on compliments, focusing on the positive. Whereas in the business world, if you flip back over into the business world, if you just focus on the positive of the business, you'll end up bankrupt because the negative is where the opportunities are for competitive improvement. Now, I can go around the whole circle and each area of life has a different model for success. And what happens and what's unfortunately happened is we've fragmented each of these areas into specialized specializations. So we've got familial family therapists, we've got business executives, we've got spiritual gurus, we've got social equities, we've got um, universities for mental growth, we've got personal trainers for our health, and we've got banks for financial. And very rarely does one unit understand the dynamic of all seven. And over-specialization, the fragmentation of all these, leads to extinction. And so what is happening very much in life is that we're getting paradigms. People are selling models for leadership or models for health or models for spiritual, which they're saying are generic and they're not. So let's move on to the next area of life and let my phone ring. Everything in nature is evolving at the border of support and challenge. And this is a really important understanding because what will happen in your life, let's say you get angry and you go and do some self-development work so that you can actually work out how not to be so angry. And then a month later you get angry again, you go, it didn't work. Well, that's not exactly how it's meant to go. And that's a benign and a very ignorant form of understanding of the human condition. The human condition reverts to anger because it's growing. So you grow into your incompetence. So we grow at the border of support and challenge. And what a lot of people think when they think of growing or evolving or developing or becoming a better leader is to become more peaceful or become more harmonious or become more tranquil or calm or some other thing, which, certain, which in a sense means avoiding challenge. Instead, what we need to become better at is moving challenge back to support faster and faster. In other words, not trying to avoid challenge or avoid chaos, but have a process of moving it back quickly. So, for example, when I was uh, 30 years old, I had a divorce and it took me three years to get over it. When I was 50 years old, I got a divorce and it took me three minutes to get over it. It was exactly the same pain, exactly the same trauma, exactly the same circumstances, absolutely not a molecule of difference. The thing that changed was my ability to take the pain, to process it, to learn from it and grow from it and flip it back and get back on track and open my heart and fall in love again. So. <clears throat> to understand the dynamics of work and challenge and stress, instead of doing stress relief or work-life balance, or instead of trying to gravitate to try and find corporate cultures which are, which are supportive without challenging or harmonious without um, confrontation, we are far better to, 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 to have an ambition to create an evolving culture. An evolving culture means there is 
heaps of challenge and heaps of chaos, but there's adequate process taught within the environment to help people grow from it. And then for, therefore, order and chaos is equally welcome. Support and challenge is equally welcome. And people aren't flipping out going, ooh, ooh, I'm stressed, the company's going wrong or I'm going wrong. They're going, instead, they're going, ooh, ooh, I'm stressed, it means I've grown. And now I'm going to apply the stress management process so that I can learn from whatever stress is stressing me and evolve as a person and evolve in all seven areas of my life. Another thing that is really um, amazing to learn is, is from these growth rings of a tree is that the minute a tree starts saying to itself, I've had enough, I don't want to grow anymore, I don't want to be any bigger, I, I've had enough growth rings. If you just go to a tree, to the trunk of a tree and cut the last growth ring, in other words, ring bark the tree, cut the last growth ring, the tree is dead. What it's basically saying is when the tree is green, when it's growing, which, which in my language is chaos and challenge, when it's growing, it's alive. And as soon as it's in order, which means comfort or complacency, it's dead. And this is a very important learning for a leader of any environment. If you're looking for a, a domestic relationship or a business life or some form of health management program that doesn't challenge you or put you into chaos, then you're looking for death. And a lot of people are what's called the living dead. They're trying to find peace. They're trying to find some level of non-confrontational, non-challenging. But, but if we go for non-confrontational uh, work or non-confrontational environment and, and domestic environment, what we end up is in violence. Now, there is a form of chaos that we can all welcome and a form of confrontation, which is psychological and emotional. And if we welcome the psychological and emotional challenges that life can bring us, what, what can happen is we don't have to go into the physical illness and the physical violence of huge confrontation. It's like a storm is far better than a tsunami. And this is the growth of every human being. And it's great to be able to apply this to all areas of your life. And finally, nature grows when it's greening and dies when it's ripe. Appreciation builds. Now, how do we know if we're living in, in, in harmony with the laws of nature? Well, the answer is simple. What you appreciate grows. So if there is something in, in your life that you can't be thankful for, which is being polite, by the way, and, and good manners, I believe, are being thankful to people for whatever they do to, do to you. Being thankful, it's good manners. And the person who benefits from good manners is the, is the person who's doing the good manners. So I believe that good manners is being thankful and complimenting and being thankful to other people. When you be thankful to other people, you benefit because you grow from that. Now, if we can't be thankful to other people, there's work to be done. And that's the chaos that I was talking about earlier. So I have a process, the discard process, that helps people move any single stress, any single judgment, any single thing that's giving them a hard time, flip it over, turn it into gratitude, turn it into love, get on with life. So there they are, the universal laws of nature. 
And I think it's a wonderful opportunity for us all to explore and wonder about these things and how we could actually implement them in both our business and our personal and our health and our financial lives and our social lives and our careers and our spiritual existence. This is Chris Walker. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.